1: Happy one-year anniversary to us. I am sick. <laughs> As we record this episode, I am deathly ill. Not really. I mean, I feel it, but not really. It was deathly um, ill the first day. I was deathly ill the first few days, but I am feeling a little bit better today, um, minus the fact that sound like I got ran over by a vehicle, um, which is what I feel like on the inside. Um, either way, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to celebrate this anniversary with the Stevie. Um, and I'm just excited to talk books, and hopefully that'll make me feel a little bit better before I go take more Nightfall
0: and go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like routine get up, do a podcast, take Nightfall, go back to bed. <laughs> Bro, that's literally how it, I literally that's all I've been doing I've been
1: waking up to take medicine and then go back right back to bed I have alarms on my phone for when you need things to do for when I need to take like medicine or I need where I have things to do like uh I don't even know she's learning know. how to be a scheduler <laughs> <sighs> yeah because of my sickness so what's been up for you I mean I'm trying to think like what what is it that we need to tell the people about because I'm delusionally sick at the moment. So I'm trying to think. I don't need to stick I don't want to stick my foot in my mouth, you know? Cuz I do that sometimes. <laughs> what am I thinking?
0: Well that listeners will have to wait until the end of the episode to find out who is the next episode. I don't even know who the next episode is. I haven't even checked. But yes, whoever it is is going to be amazing. Uh it's the one that you're really
1: excited for. Oh, it's going to be so amazing.
0: Ah! I'm so excited i'm also super excited for so um, okay so here's a little story time because you guys have all listened to mj talk about this book that she bought based on a cover yes and this cover (laughs) is actually the book is called fables and other lies and it is one of mj's favorite covers and we finally have claire Contreras here i know and i read the
1: book and it's great it's phenomenal as i thought it would be but i just think that it's super funny that it's kind of been like this talked about thing on the podcast for so long and now she's finally coming on and it's just so funny
0: well are you ready to go over and talk to her
1: I am very ready. Let me grab her bio and we will 100%. I hope I don't get annoyed by my voice. Um, And we will go chat with her. Um, Oh my God, she's very pretty. Anyways, Claire Contreras is a New York Times bestselling author who traded her psychology degree to write fiction. Don't worry, she still uses her knowledge on every single one of her characters. She's a breast cancer survivor times two who was born in the Dominican Republic raised in Florida and currently resides in Charlotte, North Carolina with her husband, two ab- adorable boys, and French Bulldog. She, her books range from romantic suspense to contemporary romance and are currently translated in over 15 languages. When she's not writing, she's usually lost in a book. Without further ado, let's go chat with Claire Contreras. Thank you so much for joining us on our anniversary, uh, Claire Contreras. Welcome to the Bookshop Boyfriends podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I like to start all of these off by asking
2: how the weather is where you're at. <laughs> it is hot and muggy and gross.
1: <laughs> you live in North Carolina, don't you?
2: Yes, I do.
1: I also live in North Carolina, so I <laughs> definitely, I definitely understand. Yeah Don't mind me, I just like knocked over a candle that just like fell into my floor. I hope it didn't like shatter it did it's fine it's fine it's everything's fine anyway um so we're super excited to have you on I am going to tell this story that is I've literally told like 18,000 to 18,000 people on this podcast except for you it literally started with Jen Sterling we were talking which was like one of our very first episodes right so Mm -hmm. basically we were talking about like what attracts someone to a book right like what makes you pick up a book okay well I'm a cover whore so I will I will like go on like social media and see a cover I like I won't even like know anything about it and I'll be like oh click and buy and people are like no that's a lie like you have to read something about it and I was like bitch bet I bought okay so fables and other lies I love that okay I absolutely (laughs) loved that cover and i bought it I didn't read the blurb I had no idea what it was about I thought for the longest time it was like fantasy which I read but I was just like yeah I'm buying it because I love this cover I want to read I was like I'm gonna read it I did read it but I was like I'm gonna read it I just bought it specifically because I loved this cover right it was like a few months ago before Stevie was like it's gothic romance like it's like what you like and I was like (gasps) so I immediately read it it was phenomenal okay but I just wanted to commend you
2: on the cover. It was beautiful. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I mean, I wish I could take credit for it, but honestly, it was like all Hong Lee's, it's her, it's her masterpiece. Everybody's always like, oh, you did such a good job. And I'm like, I, we really work well together and we go back and forth a lot on ideas and I send her things. I'm the most annoying person because I'll see like a wallpaper at, in a house, and I'll take a picture and I'll send it to her. And I, so her, like our message is like full of like the most random things. Yeah. And I sent her something, and she was like, "Oh, I think we could do something like this," and she made it. So yeah. But it's think like it a. That. It's like a fabricy, like a, I don't even know how to explain it.
1: Okay, it's just yes. YouTube,
2: and I love it. It's like and, a tapestry. That's what yes. I think that's what it was called, like a tapestry that we saw somewhere yeah I'm here for it I loved
1: it I was yeah and like I tell people that all the time when people are like oh you know like I you know go off of covers and then I have to tell people the cv makes me tell this story about me like buying this book because (laughs) I was scrolling through Instagram and it was like I'm assuming it was your release day because I was able to buy it on that day but um it was like yeah somebody had like posted like a blogger had posted it and they were like oh like this is such a good book I didn't even fucking read the caption. I was just like, oh my God, that cover is stunning.
2: <laughs> it is such a great cover. It sucks, but hey, hey. I didn't even like read the, it didn't
1: suck. It was great. I read the book. I, I, I did read the book. It took me like, I like. it was like, I mean, I definitely had plans to read it because I've read books by you before and I didn't even notice it was by you. I was literally so like enthralled <laughs> by like the cover. I was like, fuck it. I don't even know who this is by I'm buying it. Oh my gosh.
2: That's awesome. So
1: congratulations. It was great. (laughs) Um, Thank you. I also, um, I guess I'll just like say that I really love Fables and Other Lies. We don't have questions about that specifically because both Stevie and I have read books by you and we wanted to do the questions that we know that we both have read. So, um, and she has not read People's Another Lies because she's not into gothic romance. I loved it, okay? It was just like, there was a carnival and there was like death. And I was like, yes. And there was mystery <laughs> and there was hot men. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is amazing. I loved it.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm an so OG glad. fan. I read, I think the first book I ever read by you was uh, books from the Kaleidoscope Hearts and Paper Hearts, Elastic Hearts. I have all three of those on my Kindle. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, a lot, of people are, a lot of people are actually reading those now and I'm like, I don't remember. They're like, oh, what about such and such character? And I'm like, I don't remember that person. <laughs> and I've had to like go in and like read, like look for the character they're asking me about. And I'm like, wow. I mean, I'm glad it impacted you but I don't remember writing that, <laughs> it's, it's terrible.
1: I, that's amazing.
0: that's what Nikki Ash said remember what Nikki Ash said that she writes books so far in advance now that she like she can't remember who it is I would just be like I I mean
1: man but it's just talent I mean it's talent to even write that many books I probably wouldn't I mean I'll be honest with you I probably wouldn't be able to do the same thing so it's fine so I'm gonna let Stevie do you want to do the heartbreaker and then I do the rule breaker or vice versa or do you want to take them
0: um, you do the heartbreaker, and then I'll do rule breaker. Since your writing questions are after that, all right, deal. I'm ha- we're having to break these up so my voice doesn't like, so I don't start
1: like coughing like ridiculously amount, like in a ridiculous amount, <laughs> and have to go like, like sh- you know, like die in the backyard. <laughs> so, okay. Um, the heartbreaker, which is Cruz Brothers Book One, is Joe and Jagger's story. I love these. I love these character names. Let me just say, I'm a sucker for like a like a what's that what is that called what's that called when you have like characters who have like joe and jagger like they have like the same initial but they're like what is that called monogram i don't don't know i just (laughs) i like it when the the two like main characters have the same name like the same letter name it's just cute okay it just makes me feel like yeah you're destined to be together because you got the same letters in your name um so (laughs) it's like a second chance college romance so what was your inspiration behind the story I
2: would actually been wanting to write a, I I love college romance. I don't know. I kind of just love college in general. Like I always, I joke with my kids, like when you guys go to college, I'm going to like, I'm going back (laughs) because I'm obsessed. And they're like, no, you can't. It's really in the beginning, they were like, yeah, all about it. And now they now they're now they're tweens and they're like you can't you can't come I'm telling you with- right now there's no way you have a tween you there's no way I do <laughs> I'm
1: telling you right <laughs> now if they do go, when they do go to college you definitely can go because you
2: don't look you look the same <laughs> age as me well thank you um yeah no they're like you can't no we went to um we went to Chapel Hill when did we go over there? we went like two well before COVID like two years ago I guess we went to a football game because we're big, we're big um, Miami fans, and they were okay. playing UNC. I think they were playing UNC. Yeah. Anyway, we were driving around. We went to Duke. We went to UNC. We were just like the whole. We drove around the entire thing, and the day of the college game there were like all these frat parties going on like outside of these houses and i was like oh my gosh i would have killed to come here for college like this is exact it's like the college experience yeah and so and then my kids were in the back seat like oh my gosh mom this is you you cannot party with these people <laughs> and i was like i would i would anyway so i had been already been wanting to write a college series because i love college stories i love college and when I thought like, okay, I'm going to do it now. I was like, perfect UNC. Like that's the perfect college town. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So, so yeah. So I wanted to write this book about I'm Dominican and I know like a lot of doctors and lawyers and whatever. And I feel like we don't see that in books very much, very often so I was like you know why can't they be athletes and their parents be successful and you know a successful doctor or whatever Mm -hmm. um so so yeah I just wanted I decided to write that and then like the whole enemies to lovers thing just kind of again I was thinking about the people I know and like my friend my parents friends kids that I grew up with yeah um that people some people thought like oh you know maybe they'll end up together and they're like my brothers, I would like that. It's just disgusting to think about. (laughs) But, but I know a lot of people who did end up like hooking up with their parents, friends, like kids and stuff. So and I was like, man, but it sucks because we see each other every Christmas, we see each other in Thanksgiving, like we see each other for holidays. So how awkward would it be if we ended up like together and then ended up, you know, splitting up? And And then we still had to see each other. Yes, and hated each other. And we still had to see each other. So that's when the whole thing came around.
1: I love that. I love that. And I think that UNC was a good college to pick too. Because I mean, like you said, it's like a school. The town, like when you say college town, like it literally is like the school was built and then the town was built around (laughs) the school. (laughs) Exactly. That's literally it. And I mean, okay, so there's this, it's called East Carolina University, which is like- Okay. That's like ECU is like party school 101. I did I not attend heard. ECU, but I did attend a few frat parties at ECU. <laughs> that shit's crazy. That shit is <laughs> insane. I witnessed a man jump into an industrial sized trash can filled <laughs> with jungle juice. I oh swear to God. God. And he was like snorkeling in it. I was like, this is this is the most insane thing is ever happened in my entire life like what are these people like on drugs that's their all on drugs.
2: <laughs> so anyway I've heard that about ECU though I've heard it's a big time college like college you know like just a big party college
1: it's either like those are like it's ECU and Appalachian State aka Trap State that oh is my gosh crazy. <laughs> don't, don't don't allow your children to go there ever oh my god I would probably kill my kids I would probably kill them I don't have children but if I did that's like the one school like no anyways so I loved them I loved their dynamic they're like push and pull was amazing and they have this undeniable chemistry with like so much tension and what was your favorite thing about writing these two characters
2: I think that I think the tension was just Because I was writing it and I was like, oh my, anytime I write something, I don't, I usually don't plot out my books, which is a disaster sometimes. But for contemporary romance, it works because it's like, it flows. I think it flows better. Um, But the tension, like sometimes I would write like the next page, I would just experience like this tension between them. And I was like, man, this is good. Like, yeah, I like reading that. So when I write it and I feel it, I feel like, okay, this is going to work. For whoever's reading this, like they have to get the same effect, right? <laughs> so yeah, the tension was my favorite for sure. Okay, I love
1: it. Um, so Joe had like a rough life and just had a, like a long term relationship. Did you have any challenges writing Joe's character or anything about her that really surprised you?
2: Yes, yes, and no. I feel like she's uh, we're a, very similar in the sense that we're both good hearted people, yeah, and like for me, if somebody wrongs me, I still don't wish them bad. Like I just you know, I wish them the best anyway. yeah, and I feel like, you know, I could never do anything bad to somebody, even if they do terrible things to me. I just feel like i'm I've never been that person. I've never been vindictive. yeah, and but she was wronged pretty bad. Um, I feel like she, like by her ex-boyfriend, and I feel like. She really, really let him get away with so much. Yeah. And and I get it because on, on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, I get it. That's how I am. I would not have like I, I would have never wished him like, you know, he was gonna go to the NFL. Like I would I would never have like been like, oh, you know, let me mess this up for this guy. Yeah. No, but also she was just too nice to him. And I was like, yeah. this is it was really challenging me to challenging for me to write that because I'm the type of person that if you wrong me like that. I like wipe my hands clean and I walk away and I never speak to you again mm-hmm. um so when he was like oh let's meet up and let's talk and she would meet up with him and talk I was like oh my gosh I hate writing this part but it, like, that's how she
1: rock. was by the throat. <laughs> exactly <laughs> but at the same time I feel like it's it's like an accurate she reminded me of like have you heard Olivia Rodrigo's Sour album I, I haven't mean you heard icon, the whole thing, but bro. I've
2: heard I've heard a lot of it and I love everything I've heard, but I haven't sat down and actually like heard the, I have twins and they, they're boys and they hate her. And I'm like, mm-hmm. she is amazing. We need to listen to oh, the I, album. No, but she
1: that Joe reminds me of that album. That's who she reminds me of in June. Oh general. my gosh. Because she goes she goes from like moments of being like bad bitch alert to like doing exactly what you said, where she's like, Yeah, sure, I'll have a conversation with you. And I'm like, Joe. I'm like get it together, <laughs> lady. Okay, I know. But let's go back to when we were the bad bitch and we were, you know, telling her, you know, that he was a psychopath
2: and a pos. Like, we're gonna where's that? Uh, I know, I know. That's it is tra- challenging to write characters like that who don't who don't react the way you would react. Yeah, but, but the way I I mean, to me, she's her own person. She's her own character. And even if yeah. even though I'm writing her, that's not me. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but it is challenging because I felt like, oh, so angry sometimes.
1: <laughs> so Stevie, you go ahead and take the Rule Breaker, which is book two.
0: So book two in the cruise Brothers is Maverick and Rocky story. And this is Friends to lovers. So what surprised you most about writing their characters? I love the name
1: Maverick. I just want to put that out there. I
2: fucking love that name. Me that too. Way. Actually, one of our neighbors, his son is named Maverick. He's like a one-year-old. And I was like, man, I really love that name. <laughs> And every time I say that, my husband's like, oh, great, he's going to come out in a book or she's going to be in a book. And I'm like, yeah, because it's such a good name. Like somebody has to use it. I know. Yeah. So whatever. Um, I, I loved how I've never written a friends a true friends to lovers before I don't think not that I recall again I forget everything I write so maybe I have but I don't think so <laughs> I don't think so I usually do enemies to lovers and like second chance romances are like my jam so I usually write those yeah um and I think part of it was because I was like how are you like best friends with somebody for so long like your whole life and then all of a sudden one day decide oh my gosh, I like them or I'm attracted to them. I don't know like,
1: because that, that listen, I'm going to tell you right now, there's no way. I have a really? best guy friend, oh my God. And it makes me so angry because I see all these TikToks all the time. I don't know if you're on TikTok, but yeah. I see all these TikToks all the time where it's like the girl best friend and the guy best friend and can't be best friends and because you always end up falling in love with each other. And I'm like, I'm going to vomit. <laughs> because i have literally been best friends with this guy since we were in diapers like there are pictures of us in the bathtub together as babies okay right he's been my ride and i ever like for like the rest of my, my whole life not once in either of our minds has the thought ever crossed me to be like you know what i think i'm gonna date him ever ever and i mean i'm assuming it's the same thing for him because like it's just like gross like he i think of him as a brother more than I, like, I could never see him like that. And so when people are like, oh my God, I fell in love with my best friend. I'm like, I don't think you fell in love with your best best friend. I think you fell in love with like (laughs) a friend because I know like everything there is to know about that boy. And that's exactly why I would never fall
2: in love with my best friend, okay? Right, it's very, yeah, it's, it's very like, how does that even happen? I don't know, but that's always fascinated me. And I know people who are together like, okay, for example, I was friends with my husband before we were together, Yeah, but we were only friends for like, what, six, seven, eight, nine months, maybe like friends, like actual friends, friends. So I, I can't say like, oh, you know, this is the same situation. It's not. Um And, and I, we, and we did like each other. We just never said it. We were just like, okay, you know, but we did like each other. It was very obvious to both of yeah. us. So when people are like, oh, we're, fr- we we're just friends. And then all of a sudden, I'm always like, but how did that happen? And I start qu- <laughs> like, it, it's really bad. Like if I go to a bar and I find out, God forbid, <laughs> I go to a bar and I find out that somebody was friends. Because I question the heck out of them the whole night. I'm like, but I don't understand. You were really just friends. I don't understand. She's who, like, doing like who- an interview. <laughs> yeah, I just I do. At a bar. I do that all the time. If I'm drunk, forget it. Like. <laughs> Gonna, everybody everybody <laughs> is going to have be questioned at that place. <laughs> it. She it's reminds terrible. me of Harlow,
0: right?
1: I
2: love her. If I'm drunk, forget it. I love <laughs> it's true. I, love I start you. asking okay. all sorts of questions. And my husband's like, oh my gosh. And then I get home and I know like everybody's like, sorry. And he's like, when did you talk to that person? I'm like, oh, you were there. And he's like, yeah, talking about sports. I'm like, well, oh. I don't talk about sports. I talk about like life. So, so yeah. so yeah that's always fascinated me though that's what I think
0: that's funny so Rocky is a soccer player and Maverick is a hockey player so what made you want to write both of them as athletes
2: I knew a lot of athletes in college and for the most part they dated other athletes and I was like it's a mentality right so and I think it's because we can't possibly understand what they go through, you know, like, especially at that level already. I couldn't, I couldn't like, oh, you know, 5am wake up and practice and go running at that time. Like, that's not, that would never be my life. But if you're an athlete, yeah, and you're with a like minded person, they know like, hey, we're not going to be able to see each other today because I have practiced late. And nobody, you know, people don't get upset. I think that's what it is. I think people just understand it. And, you know, you're both going through the same thing. Yeah. So, so I felt like Maverick specifically, he's, he loves his sport. That's what he does. And Rocky loves soccer. She loves her sport. That's what she does. She, her goal is to be, you know, a professional soccer player Mm -hmm. and they're like-minded. So it just works. As a collegiate softball player,
1: that's like, I feel like it's also, I have to be with somebody who's as competitive as I am. I feel like if I'm with an athlete, they're obviously competitive, right? And right. I mean, it doesn't really matter what sport it is. Like, I don't think I was ever, like, oh, specifically football players. <laughs> that was actually probably the opposite of what I was. It was probably like absolutely not no football players, but. Um, <laughs> I think like, it's just like a competitive, like I have to be with somebody who's competitive. Like we can't be playing like charades with our friends and you can't just be like, oh, if we win, we win. It's like, no, we have to fucking win, bro. (laughs) I I can't, I can't be with somebody who's not willing to like, you know, go hard in charades or like Monopoly or something. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my
2: gosh. Well, you do well in our family because we're all so competitive. It's so terrible. We're not, we're not athletes. I mean, we're not athletes anymore, but. We are so co- maybe it is, it does stem from that. Who knows? But we are so competitive, it's terrible. And like, yeah. if we're going to play, like, if we're going bowling, I'm trash talking from the moment I wake up already. <gasps> like, I'm gonna kick your butt. Wait till I kick your butt. And then if my kids are pouting about something random. I'm like, it's because I'm gonna kick your butt, and you're already upset. And they're like, what? No, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so bad but yeah we're yeah (laughs) I get it I get
1: it from my dad my entire family on my dad's side they're like hella competitive athletes they all played sports but they're all just like competitive by nature and like yearly we have a like a family reunion but we do like some type of sporting event right so like last year we did like a family paintball tournament (laughs) oh
2: my (laughs) god
1: we rented like like acres of like this paintball facility where we could all play. Right. And it was just us. I'm pretty sure like two people like were like on the brink of divorce and like (laughs) I broke my pinky toe. Like it was just not, it was really not fun, but it like is, but like, like, and each year we'll do something different. Like we'll do like a wiffle ball tournament or like kickball. And I was like, I don't think that next year we should, I don't think that we should ever do paintball ever again. I feel like that was way too aggressive especially for us we were just way too we were too much for that <laughs> too much right yeah some sports are way. like yeah. <laughs> yeah we need to put those away we need to put those away immediately that's great
2: though I love that that's fun
0: <laughs> so this is my favorite question to ask authors because it blindsides them a little bit if you could turn any of your books into a tv or movie which one would you choose and who would you cast as the lead roles Ooh.
2: Damn. Um, <laughs> I would say probably the secret society series, so half truths and twisted circles. Um, just because I feel like there's so much content there, and it's like dark academia, and I feel like that no. translates in on television. Um, I don't know who would play the leads. That would, that's man. I guess what's this guy? I always I, I I feel like he's always the lead in my head. Oh, awesome. Liam Liam Hemsworth. Oh, okay, cool. He could be he could be the, the guy lead and yeah. the girl lead. I don't know. Olivia Rodrigo could be the girl lead. She acts and she's she she's looks the part. Pretty. She's very pretty. Yeah, so she's a good actress go. too. I never watched. I, ha- I don't think I've seen. Oh, I yeah, I used to see her on Bizarre Varg, but this was like eons ago. So. <laughs> yeah she's
0: she's the star she's one of the actresses from high school musical on disney plus the tv the right yeah nice. i have not
1: watched her so i don't know i have to watch to look yeah she has you though. love liam Hemsworth. i watch the song I like him. at
0: least once a month <laughs> love that movie look we watch I have a friend from high school her name's Shannon and when she was pregnant with her first child we were I think we were not even 21 yet I think we were 19 and 20 mm-hmm. and it was right around the time that the last song came out so her whole pregnancy we watched this movie and of course watching it with a pregnant person is not a fun thing because her hormones
2: all over she's the place. crying the whole time. She
0: did nothing but sob. If she well that that scene where she gets the milkshake and it, the milkshake spills, she dumps do- the milkshake on somebody and that right there made her sob.
1: Yeah, because she's probably like wanting a milkshake <laughs> and here this person is like spilling it. Like,
0: yeah, we were even cooking. watching it when she was having contractions before she had her C-section and we were watching it and she's like, We got to pause this. I got to go to the hospital. So I take her to the hospital. We come back from the hospital and she's like, All right, can we pick up where
2: we left off? Sure.
0: Oh
2: my gosh. I'm that's like, Yeah, so sure. Funny. Why not?
0: Love it. That is
2: so funny. That's Do you have great. any more
0: reading questions in this one? One way. So, okay. what is next for you in 2021 and heading into 2022?
2: I'm currently writing the last cruise brother book Mm -hmm. so that should come out soon hopefully soon like you know so i i wanted it to come out in september it'll probably be late september or early october depending yeah um because this one's kind of kicking my ass like big time so (laughs) i'm like i'm like okay because it's a second chance romance and i feel like those always there's so many layers to that one that it's like okay um so that one and hopefully the last book in my secret society series will come out this year too
1: and you're also doing a anthology like a christmas anthology aren't you
2: yes i'm really excited about that one it's um saw so that. For, it's, yeah for that one it's actually a side character from this is one of the people that somebody wrote me about and i was like oh it's she like sent me into like this little spiral because I was like, I didn't even think of any of this. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> Somebody wrote me because the girl in the, she comes out in the player. She's the sister of the main character in the player. Yeah. And in the player, she's married and she, she's happily married and she helps this her sister move into her apartment and whatever. Um, then in the Naughty Princess, which is unrelated to the player, they make another appearance and the girl's divorced. <laughs> So somebody wrote, wrote to me and she was like, what, like, you know, I really liked her character. Why is she, why did she get a divorce? And I'm here like, oh my, so I sat there and I was like, well, you know, it's life. and (laughs) She's modeled after one of my cousins and she got a divorce and this and that. So I like went back and said that. And then I was like, you know, yeah, I think I'm going to do like a short story about her. So then she was like, oh, is she going to get a book? And I was like, I don't think so because I don't really want to write her book. Yeah, and I said, you know what? Let me write it for this anthology. So I wrote her happily ever after for this anthology. So oh, cool. that's
1: exciting! I can't yeah. wait. To read it. I'm excited to read it. You yeah. and Gianna Darling or Gianna Darling's also a part of it, and I love Miss yes,
2: her, I, love <clears throat> I love Gianna Darling.
1: I love Miss Gianna Darling. I love her. She is my boo. She's so great. I love
2: her. So I'm She's Great. To
1: um, but we're gonna move into writing questions and um. When did you first realize that you wanted to be a writer slash author?
2: So a writer, I was a writer. I I've written my whole life. It's kind mm-hmm. of not even. I mean, since I was probably like eight, nine, more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, short stories, whatever. In high school, I used to write children's books, and I thought, you know, someday I'm gonna publish these children's books. Mm-hmm. Um, and ah, then it, left turn. It, right. It went from <laughs> children's books, and then I started writing short stories. And that had romance in them. And then I would just write novels. Um, And in college, I studied psychology, but I really wanted to study English. Like I wanted to be a writer. And my dad was like, no, you cannot do that. That's not a career. You know, you need to go for the sure thing. So stuck with psychology. And um, I really didn't think I was going to publish any of my books until later. I was like, when I retire, I'll publish my books. Like That's what I always thought was. Yeah this is a hobby, I will do it when I retire. And one of my professors actually pushed me to, she wanted me to like go traditional, get an agent, go that route. And I said, no, because I really need to stick to psychology. Like, you know, so I ended up self-publishing one of my books and it did, I mean, it did well enough. I mean, it was like a hundred people read it and I was like ecstatic. And I was like, a (laughs) hundred people read my book. Like, this is great. Um, and then I just kept self-publishing and in the beginning, I really just didn't think anything of it. Um, even after people were reading the books, I was like, well, you know, I can't quit my day job. Like, this is not what I'm going to (laughs) do. And, um, but yeah, as I continued, I was like, okay, I think I can do this for real. So, so, I mean, I always wanted to do it. I just didn't think it was an option for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what I think that's what
1: self-publishing did for a lot of people. I feel like that's what a lot of people felt like. And then self-publishing happened and people were like, just kidding, I can do this on my
2: own. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: So do you have any interesting writing quirks like when you sit down to eat, like you have to eat like Twizzlers or like you have to wear like the same pair of socks, like right at the same time? Anything like that?
2: Not really. I used to only write to like specific um music so like I would create playlists for specific books or like at least yeah. not even specific books because I would reuse them sometimes so it was like for the heart series I had a I have a playlist and that series I used the same playlist for the player like for my contemporary romance I feel like I gravitate toward specific music yeah like lighter upbeat and then for my romantic suspense it's kind of um sad music just sad um but I don't even do that anymore like I just now I listen to like instrumental and if I don't I can't concentrate it's like the weirdest thing the what soundtracks to movies are the best I've heard I've done it I've only listened to like one soundtrack to a movie when I wrote and it was great I think it was like Star Wars though so it was like very choppy up and down (laughs) and um (laughs) So, I, I like, you know, one moment I was in one scene and then the next moment it was like, oh my gosh, wait, what's happening? I need to stop. And then I, I was getting distracted. So now I listen to like really just instrumental. I have an app that I downloaded. I think it's called Endel. I don't know. I haven't, I downloaded it to help me wind down at the end of the night. Yeah. And now I use it when I'm writing. But so my brain, I think I've tricked it to like, as soon as you hear this music, you're writing and you're not doing anything else yeah oh yeah i I listen
1: to horror movie soundtracks i'm currently writing dark romance though so i listen to horror movie soundtracks and my favorite one right now is hellfest
2: have you guys ever seen
1: that movie
2: maybe it's like where the
1: it's like they have that really big it's like a halloween themed amusement park and it's open for like you know halloween obviously and basically there's like just like rides and things like that but the people in the park are there like working to scare you so like you're being scared like from everywhere like there's mazes but there's like also like the people working the machines are like you know monsters and things like that right and this guy comes in and he's a serial killer and he's dressed as like one of the guys and he's killing people and people think that it's a prop. People think it's a part of the fucking show. So he's right. just getting away with killing people. I'm telling you right now, it's, it's such a good, the acting is horrible. It's, I really love like indie horror horror movies. I like scare movies in general, but I really like indie horror movies, like low budget.
2: Right. <laughs>
1: because I feel like the plot has to be so good that they were allowed to put this on television. Like, even though, (laughs) even though, like, the acting is bad, it's, like, the plot has to be, like, you know, somewhere in order to be released, right? But, yeah, it's super good. The acting's horrible. But the plot is phenomenal. And the soundtrack, oh, my God, so good. So
2: good. That's so funny. That sounds like it would be a Rob Zombie movie. Those (laughs) Rob Zombie movies are actually really good. Like, I used to really enjoy them. Um, Thousand Corpses is iconic. So good. You see, that's, it's, like... Because nowadays I feel like scary movies aren't even scary anymore, and I don't know. Maybe it's like you kind of get desensitized to it. You watch so many of them that you're that like, you're gonna happen." But still, the Rob Zombie movie, like you knew what was gonna happen, but it was so good. Yeah, yeah. So- I think that we've all just. I think we
1: went through so much as a society that like yeah. nothing scares us
2: anymore. Honestly, like
1: I maybe, mean- yeah, yeah, maybe like real life is like scary enough, right? Waiting so for happening. people
0: to start producing COVID movies.
1: I feel like the reason they haven't is because like the since oh I mean there had there have been like people have released like movies like about like like TV shows about like the end of the world after like a gigantic disease like swept right. over the earth or whatever. But I mean I think a lot of people aren't doing it because they know it won't sell well because who wants to be going through a pandemic and possibly a second one coming up just to be like <laughs> you know let's watch. Well, I just now. see
0: like a COVID horror yeah. film though like on lockdown
1: <laughs> like cabin fever i hate those movies
2: oh yeah they make me so they make, like i'm already anxious those make me extremely anxious but i feel like oh i'm gonna die i'm gonna die watching this like i can't watch it there's some I, of them that i can't
1: cabin fever is not my thing i there's yeah. like cabin fever lake placid sharknado yeah. i fucking hate all of those movies yeah
2: I, can't, I think anyway. yeah, I think it's cuz we're still in it. Like with the covid, I think we're since we're still in it, we don't want to like people don't want to read about it. Everybody's like, "Oh, like in the beginning, everybody was like, well, are people going to start writing books with like characters wearing masks and stuff?" And I was like, "I'm not. I don't plan <laughs> on it. I'm not. I'm not going to I'm not because then you're you're stuck in this time forever. The
1: only thing that I the only one that I would love for somebody to write, I'm not right. Yeah, but I would love for somebody else to. Is have you seen on TikTok how these th- there was this couple, and I gotta find them and I'll post it on my Instagram. But there's this couple, they are living in adjacent apartment complexes. Oh, and yeah. They started talking with sticky yes. notes on the windows. And yeah. now they're like engaged to be married.
2: Yeah, that's cute. I saw that one. A <laughs> lot of people, it happened to a lot of people in New York and those places where you live close to each other anyway. Yeah. A lot of people got together like that. And I'm like, bro, that's so romantic. And then they had like this like rooftop date
0: where like they were on separate rooftops. Yes. (laughs) I was just like, this is
2: so romantic it is it is I well then
0: you did you see the tiktok <laughs> dates that were happening during lockdown when people would like do zoom dates and they would get food and sit on zoom and talk like they were sitting yeah next and to like there. oh
2: yeah no, i didn't see
1: that That's i stupid. followed like girls who would do that right but and they would like get ready with me for a zoom date, and they would only like get ready from like, <laughs> yeah, like, like <laughs> <the food's up. laughs> <laughs> oh, i love they be wearing like spongebob pajama bottoms it was just oh it was iconic God. so you. what do you like to do when you're not writing
2: <clears throat> read <laughs> no i i mean i read i i love going to the movies that's like our favorite time is going to the movies um my you know just doing nothing honestly with my kids yeah. like just doing nothing sometimes like just lounging and just you know talking and or going to dinner I love going to dinner that I missed that during COVID you see that's those are the things that I missed the most I was and I didn't realize movie theaters had been open because apparently they never closed maybe they didn't they closed but they whatever when we yeah. went back the first time they were like oh yeah we've been open and like you could rent a whole theater and I was like yep what how nobody told me this I would have done that <laughs> so sure I would have done that Cause that was like one of the biggest things we missed. So yeah, like going to the movies, reading, I just, just hanging out. Same. So
1: what is the weirdest thing you've ever had to Google for a book?
2: Oh my gosh. Well, I, which I didn't uh, even finish the damn book, but I, (laughs) I spent like not, no, like not even kidding. Probably two months learning how to embalm a person and like everything that goes into it. So I watched YouTube video after YouTube video. Like, if anybody ever came around to me, it was like a dead body and a person embalming this dead body. And um, it was, and, and it was such a, I'm, I'm going to go back to that book and finish it because it was really, really cool. But probably that, because I Google weird things all the time, but I feel like that's the one that sticks out because I actually would watch those videos constantly. Like, everybody was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> And I was like, well, it's, it's life, right? Like, I, it's know, your, I'm doing the job. I need to make sure I'm doing it correctly. Exactly. And then that's the worst part that like the parts that I wrote with that whole thing, it was like, what, two pages. I was like, I spent like two me. months researching this and I wrote two pages. That's, that's why a lot of my friends have issues. A lot of my friends have issues with me doing this. Like a lot of my author friends are like, you don't need to research that much. Like nobody cares. And I'm like, but I care. It's like in my head it makes me feel
1: better. Like in my head it's like like even though I might not even put like some of this context in the book if someone were to ask me about it after reading it, I would know, you know? I would be like exactly.
2: this is why, you know? Like this is why. Exactly. That's how I feel, but everybody's like you're wasting time. <laughs> and I'm like, eh. I think that's I guess
1: the psychology background. That's what Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's, what that's what it, what it is. is.
1: All right, CB, you can go ahead and take reading questions.
0: Okay. So what book has your favorite cover? So this could be any of yours, it can be any of your friends, it can be any book that you've read.
2: All the above. I don't know if it's my favorite cover, but a cover that I I'm also like I also buy books based on covers all the time. <laughs> um, like I don't know what it's about. I have no idea. I do not care. I'm gonna buy the book and then I'm gonna read it. And then if I don't like it, then I don't care. Like I'm but I'm like I've bought the cover yeah, yeah um so I was going to target like as one does um all the, like every week I was going to target and I kept seeing this one book um it's called tell the wolves I'm home and oh, that cover. That. oh my gosh so the cover intrigued me so much and I love the cover and every time every single time I was in the book section I would pick up that book look at the cover pick up the book look at the cover finally I got the book <laughs> and I ended up reading the book and it ended up becoming like one of my favorite books. It's an amazing book. And that cover just like sold me on it. Cause it was so different. It was such a different cover. So yeah. So I don't have to read it. I like this it's cover. It's so good. It's so good. It really is so good. It's a debut novel. Was it? I didn't even know. I, 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 never, <laughs> even Googled, I never even Googled the author after. I was just like, damn, this book is good. And I, I think maybe I did look her up actually. She didn't have any, any other books.
1: No, this is like At her daily time. book. I'm going to have to read yeah. it.
0: That
2: looks it's good. really good. It's really good. It.
0: So who are some of your favorite authors to read? Now this is the part where you get to pimp all your author friends.
2: Um. Okay. So I don't read romance a lot. Like I just don't for whatever. I mean, I do. I go on like romance binges, right? And I like yeah. read every single book I can. And then I stop reading romance and I just read suspense and then that's all I read and then I stop reading suspense and then I read historical romance and then that's all I read (laughs) um so I go I yeah um my favorite authors I mean Stephen King was my favorite author when I was like 14 (laughs) years old (laughs) you said you (laughs) were yeah like I grew up on him I was obsessed I'm still obsessed with him I love his books um Dennis Lehane is another one of my favorite authors and nobody talks about him and he's amazing yeah um karen slaughter is another one of my favorite authors she's amazing and <sighs> i don't know my author friends i it depends on what i'm looking for i've realized yeah. like if i'm looking for like jen writes jen sterling writes sports romance so if i feel like reading a baseball book like i'm like okay well jen has she has to have one right like she always has <laughs> got, oh, <laughs> yeah so i go and i look for jen um Taryn Fisher I love her books um Colleen Hoover I feel like you can't go wrong with one I haven't read hers in a while you right now
1: you definitely can't go wrong with Colleen Hoover because I have never read Colleen Hoover before and these the, the hoe that above me right or below me wherever she's at was like oh my god you have to read a Coho book and I was like yeah. okay I was like recommend and she told me to read freaking what is it What's it called? It ends with us. Oh, I never read that one. Oh, don't! <laughs> it destroyed me. Well, you see, yeah, that's the thing. That's the I thing. was I like, know. so is Colleen Hoover gonna pay for like the emotional
2: damage? Right. Or... No, she's just gonna drop
1: this book I... in the world and then leave
0: me here.
2: I know the last one I read was Verity by her, and it was fantastic. And it really surprised Such me. Such a good thriller book by her. I think she needs to write more thrillers. Fantastic. Yes, I agree. I was, I, I didn't even want to read it at first. She sent it to me and I was like, you wrote a thriller? And she was like, yeah, I know you love thrillers. So like, I don't expect you to like it. And I read it and I was like, this is Damn, girl, very, very good. It was excellent. Taryn um, Fisher's The Wrong Family was phenomenal. It was, it was oh my gosh, Amazing.
1: Have you so, ever read um, James Patterson? I
2: have, yes. I like some of his books, but I have a lot of thoughts. But I have some of his books. <laughs> I
0: have, the okay, so first they- book I ever read by him was the Quickie.
2: <laughs> I have never read that. I don't think I've read it either. She's
0: a, I think she's a police detective, I think, or... Or is being followed or something like that. If somebody dies and she falls in love with the detective, I don't know. It's- I do not
1: like all of his books. I'm not like a diehard James Patterson. Show, right. But he has two books called Cat and Mouse and then mm-hmm. Along Came a Spider. And yeah. I love those
2: books are so good. I don't even care what anybody says. <laughs> I don't even yeah, care. Yeah, no, he does I, have a lot of really good books. I re- I don't remember which one the last one I read of his and I was like, Man, he's just good. Like he has yeah. good- Stephen King is is the
1: love of my life. Like
2: yeah. if
1: somebody was like if somebody was like if you could make a wish to like you know like have anybody in the entire world, it would, I would I would end up with him. I don't even care. I don't I,
2: care. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I went to a Barnes and Noble once to do like a no, or something, and it was a Barnes and Noble in Sarasota. I want to say I don't know. It was one that he frequents, and they told me this while I was sitting there with like my microphone and I was like what do you mean he's frequent what do you mean he like comes here like he's he's been in this room and they were like yeah and I was like oh my gosh this is the most amazing place I've ever been to <laughs> never never saw him but you know to me I was like oh this yeah is good enough
1: <laughs> I I would probably die I would I uh, before oh God, yeah. COVID ruined my life okay right. before COVID ruined my whole entire life I was I had like he was he does like a bookstore signings right like he goes to like bookstores yeah, and like yeah. he does like readings and then he you know signs or whatever he's pay like an ungodly amount of money to be able to fucking like have him sign some shit for you and yeah. i was gonna do it for my birthday that was what i was gonna do and then fucking covid happened and i was like Aww.
2: and listen i know my man's not young okay i know that's what i keep thinking that's exactly what i keep thinking and, and i'm like, like you know,
1: but my collection of his shit like that whole I have like this whole shelf and then I have like yeah in my closet it's ridiculous it's got I've got like a uh, Tupperware containers like full of just yeah everything. that's how that's
2: what I have my a friend of mine got one of them I think it was Dr no was it Mr. Mercedes no <gasps> Dr. Sleep she got Dr. Sleep signs for me once oh and God. I was like I, would I like I, I did I cried <laughs> I, would cry. I was like I wasn't even there and I like was losing it it was amazing mr mercedes
1: that whole trilogy that's probably my favorite those are probably so good oh they're my favorite they're absolutely my favorites that was that was the reason why i wanted to major in
2: psychology (laughs) that's because of those books right i love it anyway anyway oh kathleen tucker k.a tucker she's another one that's like my go-to because you can't go wrong with any of her books like same same thing like she writes contemporary romance she writes it amazing she writes thrillers. She writes the amazing, like she's just amazing too.
0: I like her books.
2: Um, so do you prefer e-reader or physical copies or both? It depends on what I'm reading. I've actually with COVID, I couldn't read e-books like at all. I don't know. I was like, I was like, am I broken? What's wrong with me?
0: <laughs> and
2: I ended up getting a book. What book was it? I don't know. I ended up getting a paperback of a book and I was like, actually I read it and I was like, oh maybe this is this is it now. Like I just read paperbacks. But my Stephen King books, I always read like the hard covers. I never read it on same e-book. So I don't know what it is. It's like and I think maybe because again growing up on his books, like I always read yeah. the paperbacks, the ebooks, and I can't read them on ebook. I don't know. I have I mean, been fully submerged
1: into his world by like picking up picking it up and just and going. Like I just yeah. I have to be there. But he he just released, like, two new books. I have both of them. I went to Barnes & Noble the day they released.
2: Yeah, I have them, too, but I haven't read them yet.
1: I haven't even... I've been sick, so I haven't... I don't even want to start. I don't even want to start. Yeah.
0: So what was your last five-star read?
2: My last... I read a... I'll tell you right now. I just read it yesterday, so... (laughs) <laughs> History, I should say it's a short book though and honestly like totally unexpected I was because again actually I'm re- I'm in the middle of reading Mother May I by Joshlyn Jackson and it's really good but for some reason I had to like put it down I, I I don't know I was traveling and I just couldn't concentrate on it and then I read this one called My Dirty Duke by Joanna Shoup and it is so good it's a historical romance so if you're into historical romance it's so good it's very short though and it's dirty and it's so good (laughs) i never would have guessed that it was dirty ever (laughs) my dirty duke right (laughs) i never would have guessed that i love it i i saw the cover and i thought like i saw the name and i was like am i really gonna read this and i was like oh shit yeah i am it was so good
1: (laughs) I, i love that i love when i'm like in the middle of a book and like something happens that I wasn't expecting and it's like am I into this I'm into this this is strange but I'm gonna keep yeah exactly okay so we are gonna move on to our last section of the podcast which is trope questions this is our favorite portion not because it's the last but because it is our favorite (laughs) section of questions
2: um what is your favorite trope to write and why I'm torn between second chance romance and enemies to lovers. I want to say second chance romance, though. Um, I think because I love exploring the i I love the idea of like two people being together at some point and not working out for whatever reason. One of them hurt the other, some did something that they felt like you know yeah. we didn't give up at the time, but then later on, meeting up and actually making it work mm-hmm. because they've grown they've experienced life uh, like apart from this person they realize like hey we can still make it work um I just I don't know I love the forgiveness of it really is what I like. Okay cool
0: so what is one trope you would eventually like to write and
2: why? I would love to write like a dark fantasy I just don't read enough fantasy to feel comfortable writing them, you know? I could give um, you a lot of recommendations. I know. And I have like a ton, like everybody's like, you have to read this, you have to read this. And I'm like, I know, and I'm sure I would love it if I, I just, I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't get into fantasy. It's same.
0: I don't know. I can so,
2: Yeah, no, the people who are into it are like hardcore into it and I'm like oh, wow. I get it I know I I could watch it I love watching it this is what kills me is that I love watching it but I don't read it I just for whatever reason can't get into it but I would love to I have like ideas of some fantasies that I would love to write but again like I said I'd have to I'd have to like really start reading them to make sure that I'm like this is even something that people would make sense of just get a really good alpha reader <laughs> Right. I could, I
0: could do that. I guess that red, dark, the red, dark fantasy. And then you'll be fine. Right?
2: Yeah. It's like, I don't know, like all the world building is very daunting, but also I feel like you can do so much with fantasy that you can't do with any other, any other genre, even romantic suspense. I yeah. Feel like, it's your world. Exactly. I feel like fantasy, it's like anything goes and yeah. everything else, everything is questions. Like, Oh, that would never happen. And it's like, it's a, Freaking fictional book who cares
1: like just read it like, Yes, it, it could <laughs> happen yes it could it's famous on yeah. y'all's business <laughs> so yeah. uh, what is one trope you'll never write and why
2: i don't think i have any i guess the trope i guess maybe no i don't think i have any i don't know because i can't think of any that I feel like a lot of people probably would stay away from like, let's say stepbrothers or, Mm -hmm. you know, things that have been overdone type of thing. But I feel like there's always something to be done with every single trope because none of them are ever, you know, like it depends on who writes it. It's never going to be the same story.
1: I mean, look at how many times Romeo and Juliet has been.
2: Exactly. I'm going to tell you
1: right now, every single time something new comes out with it, I
2: eat that shit up. (laughs) (laughs) Really? That's funny. Oh my gosh. I think the last Romeo and Juliet type of thing, which is another author that I should mention because she is not mentioned enough, is J.M. Darhauer. She, write, she wrote a series. Um, she writes Mafia. Mm. I think she only, Oh no, maybe she, write, she wrote one that's not Mafia. She writes Mafia romance though, or she, used, she hasn't written in a while. Um, she wrote a Romeo and Juliet type one. And I was like, I didn't think I liked this until she wrote it. And it was good. I
1: literally, okay, I had, like, this epiphany that, like, hit me out of nowhere. Okay. Have you guys ever watched the movie She's the Man with Amanda Bynes and Channing Tatum? No. No. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, first of all, you need to go watch it. And it's just basically (laughs) about this chick who wants to play soccer, and they cut the girl's soccer team, so she pretends to be her brother and goes out for the rival soccer team to play on the boys' soccer team, okay? And she dresses up as a dude to do it okay nice and I have watched this movie it literally was like the epitome of my childhood like I have watched it so many times that I literally can tell you like probably every single line of the movie and I was recently researching like um plays like iconic plays and stuff like that because I have a female character who's in theater and I was like you know I was doing my research (laughs) or whatever and I was reading the plot for the Twelfth Night by by um freaking Shakespeare, and mind you, I I read the Twelfth Night like I read like the like the screenplay, and I was reading the plot like the shortened version, and I was like, wait a damn minute, this is literally the plot of She's the Man, and then so I googled, I was like, the Twelfth Night and She's the Man, bro, it's like they did it on purpose, and I had went my whole life without knowing this until like two weeks ago. <sighs>
2: that's so crazy I feel like that's very 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 common and people talk about it all the time they're like oh no idea is original which is very true we always yeah. get our ideas from something else which is I mean think about it we have a blueprint to all of these different tropes to all of these different things yeah it, it only makes sense that we I and mean, you do your own thing with it so like, like- she's the man
1: even the, t- even the names of the people like yeah
2: viola and
1: sebastian and olivia and i'm sitting here and i'm like this is fucking crazy and there's even one whose name is duke period or Zeno, right and the dude's name is duke corsino and i was basically like, oh, basically fan fiction it's basically fan like, fiction of that place yes i was <laughs> like but i mean honestly though it's kind of iconic i was like amazing this yeah. is amazing all right
0: anyway okay story time
1: over continue <laughs> Sorry. last question okay. if
0: you were in a book what trope would you want for your story
2: Ooh. maybe like enemies to lovers office romance or something i feel like those <laughs> are always really hot <laughs> they're the best,
1: they're the best. <laughs> So yeah, something like Hook that. Hook up at a Christmas party when you're drunk. right from <laughs> remember it. and then hide
2: from him the next day. We're not together.
1: Yes, I love it. I love it. I'm here for it. All right, so that is our last question we have for you. Thank you so much for joining us on our anniversary episode. This was super amazing. You were great. Um, and we had so much fun talking to you.
0: Oh my god, I tell no, the, you want to tell the people who the next one is? You do it. It's your favorite one. Okay, sorry. Pause before I tell her goodbye. Um,
1: Episode four of our anniversary episode is going to be one of my all-time favorite authors and it's JT Gessinger. And I am super excited to chat with her. I can't wait. You guys know that I love her and it's going to be super awesome. So make sure you guys um, get ready for that. But yeah, Claire, thank you so much for joining us. This was great. You were awesome. And uh, we hope to chat with you soon.
2: Thank you.